I tried to tell everybody that the popularity of Guns N' Roses is bigger than you realize, and the popularity within pinball of Eric Minier and his games was going to be bigger than you realized, and put those two entities together, and I think everyone realizes right now what I've been saying for a few months, and that this pin is special, it's unique, and you're probably never gonna see another pinball machine like this ever again. And I think everyone's starting to come around to that, like whether or not you like Guns N' Roses, you're gonna want this machine. Now here's the problem. I've been telling people for months that you're gonna wanna get a collector's edition of Guns N' Roses, get on your distributor list, get ready to pull the trigger on the collector's edition. So I did my job, and many of you did your job, and you lined up to get this game only to realize that the way this game was sold this week is highly, and I mean this, highly problematic for all involved. And there has been a big mess up here, and it's, it's unfortunate, and I wanna go down a list of the reasons I think this thing went awry when it came to trying to get a collector's edition of the game. So for those of you who don't know what's been going on, real quickly, there are 500 collector's editions of Guns N' Roses available to the world. There is 100 million Guns N' Roses albums sold globally. So just start doing the math there. GNR is a global phenomenon. I mean, they are huge everywhere, not just in America. They're big in Australia, Brazil, Latin America. You name it, Guns N' Roses fans are everywhere, okay? So there was always going to be there was always gonna be way more demand for a Guns N' Roses collector's edition than supply. So you have to start out with that. And I knew that would happen. The marketer and me just knew there would be way more uh, demand than supply. So they were never going to be able to satisfy everybody with only 500 units. And for those of you out there just saying, well, they should just make more. They should just keep making them and printing them. No, 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 that's what the LE is. You know, every once in a while, it's okay for a brand like Dodge to say, we're only gonna make 3,000 demons in, in the United States. That's all we're gonna make. That's no more, no less, 3,000 units, and that's it. And it creates a level of like hype and demand for that version of the car. Everyone else can go get a red eye, which is basically the same car as a demon. It's pretty much just as fast. The same way the LE is pretty much the same exact game as the collector's edition, you know, minus that little ball lock on the apron of the game. But for the most part, you know, this is meant for the diehard collector, the diehard Guns N' Roses fan, and even the diehard Jersey Jack fan who wants to have like the, the best version of the game. So they were never going to be able to make enough to satiate the demand on the game. Now, look, I don't think anyone realized how big the demand for this game was going to be. I don't think Jersey Jack realized it. I don't think distributors realized it. I don't think customers out there realized it. I thought people thought this was going to be a slower burn. Because here's the thing. We've never seen a Jersey Jack pinball machine ever sell out this fast. We've never seen a frenzy to get the latest Jersey Jack pinball machine. And as I go through the different players with this whole fiasco, I wanna talk about where I think each one went wrong and how people are gonna learn from this moving forward. Because I do think there are key things to learn and take away from this sort of sales fiasco that happened this week. So for those of you who don't know, here's what happened. It's real simple. Jersey Jack Pinball sold this game to distributors and to customers directly. That's where the problem lies because they had only 500. Now before Monday, they did not allocate exact numbers to their distributors. They did not say the following. They should have said before Monday, 
this is how many machines we're going to sell direct. And they needed to pick a number, right? They needed to set a finite number before Monday. So for example, if Jersey Jack Pinball said, we're only gonna sell 100 of these games direct, anyone in the world can go to Jersey Jack Pinball on Monday at one o'clock Eastern time, and there will be 100 games available for direct sale. After that, they are sold out. They didn't do that. They didn't say that. They didn't say what time. They didn't say where. They didn't communicate any of that. So there was absolutely no understanding from anyone out there how many they were going to get. Okay, so from there, you've got 400 games left. You've got distributors all over the world, Australia, Europe, South America, the United States. They did not, before Monday, tell those distributors how many games they were getting. Now, just think about the perfect storm that was beginning to brew with that decision. By not doing that, what they allowed to happen was this. They allowed everybody to get super excited about a game. They let everyone see the amazing launch video, get their, you know, get their energy going, their blood pumping, and then they made you want it, but then you just didn't know if you could get one or not. Because here's what happened. Because the next step, if people really want this game, most people will buy from distributors. There is a reason why there is a distributor network, and you can't do both. You can't do it this way. It does not work. Stern Pinball does not sell you any games directly. They only did it once in the history of Stern Pinball. And remember what it was? They sold the Super LEs directly from Stern to, to handle this problem, right? Because they knew they were going to get way more than 80 people that wanted an SLE Batman. And they did it that way. It was direct sales only, okay? So here's the problem that happened Monday. So people went to their distributors and the problem then became this. Distributors, without knowing their allotment of Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition, they started to sell people games. They started to take deposits on games and they had to assume they were going to get a certain number of games. But here's the problem in that. How could a distributor make an assumption of the amount they were going to get Where's the prior sales example of CEs for these gentlemen, right? What distributor out there ever had a problem getting a collector's edition of a Jersey Jack machine, remember? I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean CE, they only made 200, right? Those games sat in boxes for months. Remember, go back in time. There was no like frenzy to get a pirate CE when it came out on launch day like there was Guns N' Roses. Willy Wonka Collector's Edition, which they announced 500, they can't even give those games away. Any distributor could call up JJP and order as many Collector's Editions of Willy Wonka that they want and they could get it. So what number did distributors assume they were going to get? This is what I'm confused about. It's not like Stern, which always sells through a distributor. So if you're a distributor of Stern, you know exactly how many LEs you're getting because you sign a contract with Stern to determine your LE number so it doesn't change each new release. So if you get 25 Stern LEs, you're gonna get 25 of every single Stern LE that comes out and you don't have to worry. And then you don't have to worry about pissing off customers because you're not gonna take orders 26, 27, and 28 if you know you're only getting 25. Now, what happened here is so many distributors took people's deposits and put people on list, assuming 
they were going to be able to fulfill those orders. And I think for a lot of them, they just assumed they'd be able to put in an order with JJP for a certain number of games. So let me give you an example. Like let's say JJ at the game exchange. Let's say he has 25 people who are interested in Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition. Let's say he takes 25 people's deposits. He then wakes up the next day and submits an order to Jersey Jack Pinball for 25 games. And they're like, well, wait a minute. We can only give you 10 because of how many are left after our direct sale. And I've got to give games to this distributor and that distributor. So then JJ's got 15 people that he can't give a game to who think they're getting a game. Now here's where it really sucks for everyone involved who really wanted a game. When the dust settled on this thing, anyone who went direct to Jersey Jack Pinball and ordered directly, they got their order in. Like that was the direct route to getting a game. They got their order in. And so basically you cut your legs off your distributors. If you're gonna let that be the practice, then what's the point of having a distributor? But the problem is Jersey Jack can't do this. You can't make your distributors uh, lose like this because your distributors are the ones who are your sales force for your company. They're the ones lining up your customers. They're the ones servicing these games at the local market level. They're the ones that have been dealing with your reliability issues. They're the ones who have been keeping your company going and finding you new customers all these years. You can't make them lose. The distributor should be the one that you're protecting the most. And I feel like they, they basically have hurt their distributors. And, and now the collateral damage of that is pretty catastrophic when you're trying to sell people toys that bring entertainment. Now people are waking up and they're disappointed. They're disappointed. They don't want to hear that they can't have it. They thought they were in. And that's where the disappointment lies. If distributors knew the numbers they were going to get, they could have communicated to everyone who wanted one what the reality was, that I'm not getting that many. I can't get you one. I'm only getting 10 and they're all spoken for. I'm sorry, but I can get you an LE. And people would be like, okay, like they'd be bummed out, but that's the reality. But people thought they had it. Like there's nothing more painful than being on a list. It's like being online and they're like, you're gonna get into the concert. And then they're letting everyone in the line in and then right when they get to you, they're like, nope, you can't come in. We're at capacity, sorry, you gotta go home. I mean, that's what happens when you take people's money and they assume they're gonna get it. It is a painful experience to feel like the game has been robbed from you and you could have you could have hedged your bets. You could have bought the game directly from Jersey Jack Pinball. But this is a learning because I, I was using a car argument on my Facebook page. When a hot car comes out, here's what happens. And I think people are realizing that this hobby does have a hot product like never before. This is the hottest game that I've ever seen since I've been covering this hobby. This is hotter than Ghostbusters. This is hotter than any Stern LE ever. And now that Jersey Jack has this hot game, I think everyone's realizing what those of us in other collectible industries have known for many, many years, that when something like this happens, normally, normally you can never buy directly from the, from the manufacturer, right? So let me give you a car argument. When Dodge came out with the Demon, you had to buy it through the dealerships. And the dealerships are the ones that are allotted cars from Dodge. And here's the way it works. Some dealers will sell you the car for MSRP, what Dodge says it's worth. So in the Demon's case, it's $90,000 basically, okay? Now, what other dealerships do is they realize there's more people who want it 
than there are cars, which is what's happening right now. And dealers will put what we call an ADM, an adjusted market price onto the price of the product. And they'll usually mark it up by like 10 or 15 or $20,000. You think pinball markups are bad, go look at the, the car industry, okay? And then they'll just let the car sit on the showroom floor. And if you want it, you might have to pay like 20 or 30% more because they know the market value and what people will pay is greater than A, the supply Dodge has, and B, the price at which Dodge has placed on the car. And that's what's happening right now with Guns N' Roses is there's way more people that want it than 500. And for those people who really wanted, who got locked out, if they were to say, okay, like I'll sell you one for 15,000, people would probably buy it immediately. And 16,000, 17,000, and you just don't know. Like you don't know how bad people really want this game until you see what the secondhand market is. But I can't, if I want a demon, I can't go to Dodge directly and buy it. You can't order directly from the manufacturer. It's all through the dealerships, which are basically their versions of distributors. Now, this is the problem, is Jersey Jack split it. They were splitting hairs, and, and we know why. I mean, it's no mystery why. They make more money on every game they sell directly because they're cutting out the middleman's cut, right? Because a distributor makes money on every game sold. If they don't have to sell it through a distributor, they don't have to pay the distributor that money. Again, but as I said earlier, you don't want to burn those people that are your sales force and that are your service force. Like this is like, you, you need them. You need them to create happy customers and loyal customers. I don't understand for the life of me how they didn't, before Monday, sit in a room and pressure test this thing. Like how did they not sit in a room and say, what do we do if we get more than 500 people who want a CE. This game is super hot. They know what they were sitting on. I mean, they put all that energy into the amazing launch video. They put all that energy into all the different stuff they did with Slash, and nobody sat down and said, okay, this is amazing. We're gonna have the biggest pinball launch in history, and it, it was. We're gonna have the most amazing reveal in the history of pinball. Are we ready to deal with the amount of people that are gonna wanna get this limited version of the game. What's our strategy for that? How did they not, how did they not sit in a room and figure that out? I think part of this is, is exposing that Jersey Jack Pinball has never been in this situation before. They're still a very small company. There's people over there that are still pretty new at doing some of these things when it comes to like the marketing and understanding the PR crisis that could hit if this happens. And I think there was someone who made a decision. It just seems like someone made a decision to try to make as much money as possible by selling as many games as possible directly. They sold these games directly for like a very long time on Monday. I mean, it wasn't limited for, I don't think they shut off the order banks until late, late Monday night. And the other part I don't get on Monday, how did the distributors who actually had a phone call with Jersey Jack at 11 a.m., how did they not pound their fist into the table and say, Jack, we need to know our numbers before you announce this game is for sale at one o'clock? So there was a two hour window between the distributor phone call and games going on sale in which still nobody was given their allotment number. That never should have happened. And they never should have ever taken any orders unless they knew how many they were getting. There's like blame to go around by both sides, but ultimately the blame does fall on Jersey Jack Pinball because really what's screwing everyone over here 
the real thing that's screwing everyone over here is that their direct sales are locked in. They're locked in. They're not telling people who order directly from them, sorry, you can't get a game. No, it's the customers of the distributors that are being told they can't have a game. That sucks. That sucks. That is a huge problem. Now, what do they do now? What's done is done. So what do they do now? So one of the things they're trying to do, and I want to just like for the record say that Canada does not have four collector's editions of Guns N' Roses, all right? I was joking with Iceman, and now he's going around saying that. Canada is not flipping Guns N' Roses. Canada is putting a Guns N' Roses right here, okay? And I got one for my friend, okay? So Canada is not this evil bad guy who's trying to like flip this game and make you guys pay over. So just for the record, you heard it here. Did I did I flip my big Lebowski for profit? No, I donated the money. So take my word for that. So I don't know where that that whole rumor started. Now they're like in damage control. Now they're trying to figure out like, what do we do now? So the first thing they're trying to do is limit it to being one per customer. And that, that opens up a whole nother debate, right? So I have a friend, I'm not gonna name his name, he has two homes, and he wants to buy one Guns N' Roses for each of his homes, he's the biggest Guns N' Roses fan. Is he not allowed to do that? If he got in early, and he got his orders in, or he ordered directly from Jersey Jack, does he now have to lose a game because of what? Because there's not enough? He did everything that they said you needed to do to get these games. So now, after the fact, I think they want to limit it to one per customer. But you need to say that before you open up your order books. It's like Sony is telling people, we're only gonna sell one PlayStation 5 per customer, but they let everybody know that beforehand. You can't really change the rules of how your sales are gonna work midway through. Again, they should have pressure tested this. They easily could have done this a week before Monday and said, hey, maybe we should do a lottery system in which every distributor will allocate you, but will, will your number is gonna be based on a lottery system. Or how about this? Everyone who wants a Guns N' Roses collector's edition, like raise your hand and you enter into a lottery. But nobody thought this was gonna happen. Nobody but Canada, I was telling you this would happen with this game. So many of you were like, no one's gonna care about Guns N' Roses. The game's been made before you. I told you, this band is so much cooler than you realize. This band is so much more relevant than Black Sabbath. People, wake up. There's more Guns N' Roses fans right now than Led Zeppelin. I'm telling you, Led Zeppelin is not going to have this kind of frenzy. Poor Led Zeppelin and Steve Ritchie. That pin is going to come out after this. Anyway, I, I digress. But they easily could have done that. So now they're trying to make it so like one per customer. And that's okay, fine. Fine. But I still think if some guy bought one or more, I don't think he should have to lose his spot because it's, it's like now you start to get into this like Pandora's box where it's, it's like, well, what are you going to do with your second one? Well, what if it's for the guy's wife? What if it's for his brother? What if it's for his like nephew who loves Guns N' Roses? Does he now have to like explain to you what he's doing with his money on the two games he bought? He just shelled out $25,000. He's allowed to do with his two games whatever he wants. And here's the thing too. I'm just going to say it. If someone gets in and gets in early and gets two games... He's allowed to flip that second game, even if he wants to. I know this annoys some of you so much. This is called the free market. This is called the free market. I'm sorry. If I buy a PlayStation 5, even if I buy one per customer, I'm allowed to take the one for me and sell it for double on eBay this holiday season. And I'm so tired of people trying to like police this thing and say, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. People are going to flip. Look at all the people that flipped Rick and Morty's. I mean, thank God for all of us. 
Thank God for all of us, Hilton has a 90-day ban on Pinside because he would be going crazy that you're not allowed to take advantage of the free market. You know, and those kind of people, like, they shut down they shut down what I believe is just the basic fundamentals of supply-demand economics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you got in early, the, the lesson for everyone is get in early and find the right way in. Find the right way in to get this stuff. It's just the way life works. And I'm telling you right now, the sooner you realize what I'm about to say, the better. Life isn't fair. It's not fair. It's not fair if you go to a restaurant and there's four tables open and you ask to be seated and they say, sorry, we're full tonight. And then someone else who knows the owner walks in right after you and says, hey, you know, table for two. And he's like, right this way, Jim. And that's the way it happens. Even if he didn't have a reservation, that's life. It's not always fair. Some of some people out there have relationships with their distributors where they know they're going to get one. They don't even have to be on a list. They don't even have to give a thousand dollars because they buy every LE from that distributor. So yeah, that's life. They have a bigger relationship than you do. They have a stronger connection to the product than you do. And I see people moaning on Pinside about this. I'm like, did you just wake up to how life works? It, that's how it works. It's not fair. I get it. They're trying to do damage control one per customer. We'll see how that works out for them. They're now going down with their distributors and breaking the hard news to a lot of them today that this is how many you're going to get and you're going to have to submit to us everybody who's buying one from you and this is it like no duplicates are they going to call up everyone on those lists to confirm that are, are you are you bill brandis's nephew are you are you uh are you rare heroes like cousin are you like you know what are they going to do are they going to go on a witch hunt trying to find out what's happening here and who everyone is and everyone has to validate who they are i think the only thing they can do right now is what's done is done i think they need to let it ride out the way it's going to ride out it's going to be what it is. You're going to see some people flip these games. You're not going to be able to stop it, okay? I think that's just the way it works. I think it's actually a good day that Jersey Jack has something so popular. People will do that, and, and people will pay over 12.5 to get one of these. It's just the way it is. Can Jersey Jack make more? I've heard people say this. Should they do what Stern did with the Munsters and just increase the production of it and make everybody happy? And the answer there is no. You can't do that. You have to stay true to making the amount you said you were going to make. I'm sorry, you can't rewrite the rules of your own product. And the reason why it is collectible is because there are only 500. And you can't sell 500, oh, tomorrow there's 250 more. Because then what happens then when you have 750, but then another 250 people want them? You just keep making them until there's no more demand, and then you cut the value out from all of them. It doesn't work that way. That's not how Rolex makes their watches. It's not how Dodge did the Demon. It's not how Ferrari makes limited edition versions. Again, this is a very limited edition version of the game. Same exact game as, as the LE, except for that little you know coma lock in the apron, all right? So they can't make more. If they do make more, I think it's a huge mistake. I think they'll lose trust with their customers more than ever. And I think people just won't go in again. The other thing people are, are wondering if Jersey Jack will do this, will they just make another collector's edition, right? We saw this with Wizard of Oz. Will they make an, like a ruby red version of this game? Will there be like a slash top hat edition? I don't know. I don't know. They're sort of stuck in this weird place where like they said 5,000 LEs. That's like too many LEs. They easily could have like, you know, 2,500 are this, 2,500 are that, but 5,000 of the same art package I don't know what you do now. I think you let it ride. I think those 500 are always going to be special. 
I think people are going to keep them, though, for the most part. I mean, some people will flip them. I'm not flipping one. I, I can't wait to get the game. I have one. I've been on this list forever for this game. And I think for those of you out there, I mean, Canada, you know Canada's the biggest Guns N' Roses fan. Canada's the big, you know, I've been covering pinball for a really long time. This is the game that is like my dream come true. It's like my dream band, my dream designer, a dream game. And from what I'm hearing, this game shoots like a dream. This is like my final part I want to say is, look, I've been hearing people moan too. Like the the haters are coming out, like the long ball times and everything's a multi-ball. And like everyone just needs to shut up, okay? Because I'm here to tell you right now, people who spend $13,000 on a toy that's a pinball machine based on a band they love, they want there to be long ball times. They want to enjoy the game. They love multi-ball. They want to see all the balls going. They want to see all the lights going. They want to play the November Rain mode and be able to play an 11-minute game in which they go through the entire song. And that's not annoying to us. You know what's annoying to home collectors? Constantly hearing from tournament players to learn how to play better, to make up for bad geometry and games that shoot like crap that brick left and right, that have terribly short ball times because the games are way too hard. It's not fun, I'm sorry. Most of us have lives, we have jobs, we have families, we have things we do with our days. We can't spend the amount of hours you spend to become good at pinball to the level where we can actually get more than two golden tickets. So I am happy to hear that Guns N' Roses shoots phenomenally well, that it's super fun, that the ramps are wide open, that the game is approachable, that everyone is going to hop on this game and start a song and probably get a multi-ball going. That makes me excited. I don't want to jump on a game in which it's like, oh, you're just going to keep bricking and bricking and bricking and each game's going to be like 90 seconds and that's it. And you're never going to get this many adventures and you're never going to get this many golden tickets and you're never going to see Wonka's office and you're never going to see pure imagination. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's stuff that's buried deep in the code to get to those deeper wizard modes. But but for most people, they wanted to make a game where you're going to be able to experience what's exciting about this game. That's how you make a pinball game. It's so stupid that you like bury Wonka's office. So no one ever gets to see Wonka's office. Great job on that. No, everyone's going to get to see the amazing light show with the amazing songs and the amazing integration. So what? Let them enjoy it. This notion that, and it's so it's always the tournament players who are complaining about this. Oh, there's just going to be really long ball times. Yeah, great. So you can't put this game in your little tournaments because you guys are so good. You'll sit on it for an hour. I don't care. I don't care. Lord of the Rings is the greatest machine ever. And it's long ball times. And I love it. And I love that GNR is a game that's going to be fun to shoot and not be a brick fest. All right, to close the loop on this episode, let me just say this. This is the ultimate first world problem. All right, if you tell anyone else with what's going on in the world that you've missed out on your $13,000 pinball machine and have been relegated to your $10,000 pinball machine, watch people's eyes glaze over. I mean, we're seeing it on the Guns N' Roses message boards. These fans of the band who are like the music fans, when they hear how much this game is, they are like offended. They're like mad. They're angry. I should know because I used to be on my GNR forum for like 20 years. I'm also banned from that forum, people. I'm banned from everywhere because I call these people out. Like they're so ridiculous on that forum. They're still waiting for another album. There is no studio album coming out from this band. They never release albums. It's the, it's like the white whale of the music industry. But to close the loop, Jersey Jack Pinball has to learn from this. They have to put out a statement, but they can't make a move that's going to like make it even worse. And I think 
Printing more games is not the answer. I think they need to put out a statement that says, we were overwhelmed by the support and enthusiasm for our latest title, Guns N' Roses. We were not prepared for the volume of orders we received on day one. Unfortunately, we will not be able to satisfy all of you who want a collector's edition, but in the future, we are going to figure out a new system by which people can get in on the rarer versions of these games. And I think they need to say something simple like that and then just let it ride. I do. I, there's just like, because you're never going to please everybody. It reminds me when I launched Pepsi Perfect, we only made 9,000 bottles of Pepsi Perfect. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, you just have to realize when you make a highly sought after collectible, you're always gonna piss off more people than you please. And then it just becomes, for those of you who really want these collectibles, you have to figure out the right way to get it. You know, whether it's direct or through distributor, you have to figure out how do I become one of the lucky few? And that's just what a collectible is. Like, a lucky few amount of people get it, and that's it. And that's it. And I know that's not what everybody wants in pinball, but that's just life and life isn't fair. I don't know how this is all going to unfold, but it is definitely, it is definitely Guns N' Roses, man. Everything that has to do with GNR is always drama. There's always fighting. There's always screaming. So this is just perfect, perfect. And if you think about the irony of it all, for all of you getting shut out and feeling pissed off, you can't, you know, you can't say they misled you because it is not in this lifetime. So for some of you out there, unfortunately, having a CE is going to be not in this lifetime. Everyone have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>